and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. <laughs> we have our good friend Zambies joining us today. Uh, we are on episode 260. Milestone. Man, that's a lot of episodes. Yep. Fuck, we ran around for a while. Damn. Yeah, yeah. We're old. We old. We old. <laughs> Decrepit. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about Zambies and her life and everything else. But before we do that, we have to do a shout out to all the cool sponsors. We want to thank Midnight Heroes, makers of not only Dual Fates, but also great chibi miniatures. Um, they will be at Warfare Weekend. And they're going to be running some events and vendoring and a bunch of things. They're doing their summer sale right now, so... Go and check them out. We want to thank Creature Caster for sponsoring the channel. Um, not only do we thank them for awesome miniatures, period, they're also going to be at Warfare Weekend. And on top of that, uh, I'll be doing painting streams of Judgment Models and other uh, Creature Caster products, which is their tribe things on um, uh, my mini factory. With, uh, if you subscribe to that, you get the models and a fifth edition module to go with those models. Um, says out of stock. What's out of stock? Um, and then we want to thank Turbo Dork uh, for the great make of turbo shifting and metallic paints. Um, they will unfortunately not be able to make it a Warfare Weekend this year, but they are going to send their love and some cool stuff. Um, the cat ears are out of stock. Oh, darn. Um, I have to just wait for it. Um, but we're going to miss Turbo Dork. They're awesome, but they've got a lot of things going. Um, we want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting, uh, our channel and providing it out for everybody else. Uh, make sure you go check out their page. Uh, we do have two affiliate links down in our area so you can get, uh, cool stuff from them. Um, Muse on Minis is now bringing a bunch of new products out, uh, for a lot of games. Uh, they got a new carrying tray and dice tray for mcp so you can go check that out quite quickly uh, i want to thank pedal baron war games for their awesome game out there and we also have a link to that with all their cool stuff if you do like regimental battle uh they are the game to go with right now um Indeed. and their models are insanely it's a really good company the guys are really nice did i get everybody i believe you did Man, I keep on getting a spiel done, and it's like, man. Um, what else? Um, anything else we need to talk about on that? Uh, guys, uh, Warfare Weekend is coming up, by the way. If you want to go, uh, keep an eye on the Facebook page. Uh, badges will be going on sale soon. We have a lot of good information coming up about that in the next three weeks. Uh, classes are already posted, and we got a bunch of events that are posted, but the next three weeks, two, two weeks or something like that. Bunch more crap. I just finished a bunch of posts. Um, let's get down to the super important thing that everybody wants to know. Zambies, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I've got a black tea that I'm chasing with a red wine, and I opened the bottle, didn't look at it, no clue what type of wine it is, but it tastes good. <laughs> didn't let it air out, doesn't no, know wine no. etiquette. I'm not a connoisseur. I'm actually not a huge drinker. I haven't had wine in a while, so we might get a tipsy Zambies. Um, but uh, I figured this was a special occasion, 260. <laughs> you know, I wanted to cheer for you guys. Did Kate. you measure it? Uh, no, I'm not a classy lady. <laughs> it's a running gag. John always measures his alcohol. 
Uh, John, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I measured. <laughs> about two seconds from throwing these motherfuckers across the room. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a Code Fireball, which, which is, is uh, Mountain Dew Code Red and Fireball. Sure. Have you ever had an Angry Balls? All the time. He's Not sitting right there. Oh. <laughs> uh, a good time. You take a take a um, angry orchard hard cider mm-hmm. and pour it in a cup, with some ice, and then you do about like two, or if you're frisky, three shots of Fireball. Stir it around. It smells like the holidays, and it tastes kind of like an apple pie. It's really good. So you, you'll notice, everyone, that involves measuring. no i just eyeball it (laughs) i'm just helping other people out so they don't get alcohol poison that that's why you measure it (laughs) (laughs) oh all right so wondering it's it's three shots of fireball in this slightly small cup i use two giant ice cubes um My drink of choice today is, of course, ooh, look, 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 it's backwards. Water. I know it's backwards because it's showing in the camera. Dork. Um, so I will be drinking water for a little bit longer. Um, got my surgery done. Everything's okay. Got to get some stuff done, but, and they put me back on steroids. So, like I says, I'm all hyped up. And that's not a good thing for a gonzo to be hyped up. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be doing that. Doing water for a bit. Some good H2O. Um, we do have a couple of shout outs today. Uh, one of the shout outs. And we just found out about it today. The artist. Um, uh, Ian McKinty. McKinty was one of the artists for Invader Zim. He passed away at the age of 38. Uh, I didn't get to find out reason why, but uh, Invader Zim is always dear to our heart because, um, you know, Gurr is amazing. And yes. so uh, all things that. pretty good, but Gurr is the best. Uh, Gurr is the best. Uh, what was the other one, why John? Why is there bacon in the soap? I made it myself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, doom, doom. Other one, the Iron Sheik of old, and I'm going to say right, WWF fame because he was, I'm pretty sure, out before they made WWE. Oh, yeah. But he was one of the classics. Um, played a great heel, but actually a great guy. He's was not super active on Twitter, but active enough. Always a very profane, positive thought. You know, you know, like wonderful tweets like, be nice to somebody today, you fucking jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm no, he was a legend. He got, he got, he got to be WWF uh, champion for a year, which is awesome. Uh, but I'll a great dude. And uh, for the Aaron Sheik, I have to say, fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Um, when I saw that come by uh, my newsfeed, it reminded me of my grandfather. My grandfather was a very big wrestling fan. And, you know, because, I mean, that was a thing. And he was all into it, and he was like Iron Sheik, and you know, he, we, we we were all into that. When I went over to his house, yeah. we would talk about wrestling, and so that's where I learned about you know wrestling stuff was I mean, from I, him. I was big into wrestling back in the day. Then you know, I remember my one uh, buddy Victor. He 
like first thing I posted, he had posted that. I'm like, first thing I thought of was you and me sitting in your house on Saturdays watching, uh, you know, WWF wrestling. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's, a, that's a classic is the best way to put it. Yes. That, the heyday and the start of it yep. type stuff. And for like, you know, because I, I was looking at my grandfather and my grandfather was like, you know, this is all fake. But these guys have got stamina and they've got abilities and they got all this stuff. Yeah. And they, they, they work and do as, what they have to do. And I says, yeah, as it's a kid, we didn't realize any of that. It was just fun. It was just, and it was, and I hate to be like, no, back in my day, but <laughs> it, it seemed more wholesome. It wasn't as, like, there were some contrived pot lines. It is still staged. But like any stage combat, there's actual skill involved in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's deadly too. You screw up inappropriately, I mean, you can get yeah. hurt. So it was wholesome entertainment. Yes, <laughs> I have two older brothers. I grew up in a house mostly of men, and yes, I remember watching wrestling back then. I don't. I'm not up to date with it, but it was, uh, no, can, surprisingly enough, The Undertaker was my favorite. Undertaker, what Undertaker is like everyone's like. It's like the uh, connective tissue of wrestling because he was so long. He was in the WWE. He, he's a connective tissue from like the early gen, the Roddy Roddy Pipers and the Iron Sheik and all that through to the WWE and the Rock and all that. So mm. it's it's great. I'm taking this great. Um, guys, as always, if you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. And if you can't, find someone that will. Cheers. 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 I should have figured out what type of wine this was. (laughs) As long as it's tasty, who cares? It's good. There you go. I had to take two swigs of buying water because it was that good. Mm, Nice and cold. Refreshing. Man, refrigerator makes some good shit. (laughs) (laughs) What, John? (laughs) He almost choked. Okay, guys, we invited Zambies on here. Um, First things first, how'd you get the name Zambies? Oh, um, uh, if you ever heard of like this like little game, it's an indie company, you know, called World of Warcraft. You know, wow. Oh, well. um, <laughs> I played for a long time, uh, back to vanilla days. But at some point, I don't remember when, I was leveling an alt, and my main character's name was Decays, and that's where my last name comes from. Because when I came on Twitch, I was going to go by Decays. The name was taken. So I was like, all right, I'm going to pick my alt name because I'm so original and really good at names and such a geek. And so playing WoW, I was like, I'm just going to pick my characters' names to be my online persona. (laughs) Sure. Uh, But I had a, um, yeah, I don't remember what character was, uh, but my main used to be a priest. And I was running through leveling. Um, and I think it was the Plaguelands, and there's undead there, and zombies, and it's late at night, I'm leveling, and I'm being a goofball on Vent, you guys remember Ventrilla? Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. With my guildmates, and I'm going, help, zombies are chasing me, because <laughs> I was trying to be a cute name for zombies, and then that just translated in me making a character named zombies, and then it, I just became zombies. There you go. 
Well, look, comparatively, that's super original compared to someone who calls himself and everything John Spencer. <laughs> oh, camera went out. You gotta turn it back on. Why is it upside down? It's not. It's fixed. I just gotta get it going. You mean you're hitting with my uh, technical my difficulties? PTSD. Oh, uh, always. Yeah, there's always technical difficulties. Yeah, I mean. Let me close it you out. Sam, old podcast. Technology is our friend. Fully sarcastically. It's fine. Everyone listening won't know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Upside down and backwards. Yeah, I mean, you know how guns will be, Legionnaire. Oh, article boy, going with the. Going with the uh, the Homestar Runner. The system is down. Oh, of course. Now it's not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> See, so we're going to keep on talking. All the donate so we can get a better camera. <laughs> <laughs> For a low, low price of fifty nine ninety nine, you can help support these streamers right now. Obviously, uh, we need it. Yeah. <laughs> so hold on. Suffer in so, silence and sleep. <laughs> how did I you can swear that this actually worked better when he showed it to us earlier? It did. <laughs> um. So you started Twitch streaming. Yes. Is this is all you do is Twitch stream? Um, so I started Twitch streaming and I was video gaming at first. Um about uh this August will be four years ago. And I did it just as a hobby because I needed to socialize and I was like a stay at home mom and taking care mm. of my kids and I was like, I need interaction with adults um so i had a friend who streamed and got was like you should just stream gaming and um i think i started out with diablo 3 path of exile and then i was streaming classic um wow um and i was getting my feet wet and i liked it i was like this is kind of fun so I'm going to take this into my art background and I'm going to start doing some illustration. And I was going to do digital illustration because um, I do have a degree in graphic design and that's what I used to do. But then I found a miniature painter on Twitch that back when they allowed hosting and I fell into the hobby and I fell deep like... I'm the type of person, neurodivergent, that's like, I'm going to try a whole bunch of hobbies. We'll see what sticks. This hobby did not go anyway, like, go away at all. This hobby back. was just like, yeah, you're going deep down that rabbit hole. You love it. You, this is your whole thing now. So, um, yeah, I do Twitch streaming. And I started YouTube at the end of last year. So I'm I'm doing some YouTube videos now. I kind of spread my route, my my route. <laughs> I kind of spread myself around on all the social media, just mm -hmm. to cast like a big, wide net. But for the most part, my like comfy little hole is Twitch. <laughs> awesome. Well, we have been doing it for some time as well. Um, just sort of a fallback after. I mean, I I got into it with uh, on a different, completely different. Uh, uh, site rather than Twitch with uh, Mouse John way, way back in the day. I hesitate to think of how far along ago that was, but it's super fun. It is a great way to get interaction and not actually have to deal with people in person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have this thing where I'm like uh, an omnivert or whatever they say. Like, 
I seem like I'm very extroverted and social and I am with my people in my comfort zone and like online I'm good I'm I can be very shy and I don't want to talk to anybody when I'm not in my comfort zone if I'm out in public like it's different between being at like a con versus like I've got to go out to dinner or something um, I have or, a social battery, and when that battery is drained, I don't want to be near anyone. I am, please leave me alone in a dark hole. I'm good. But, absolutely. yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I guess you're just as fun as I am at random parties. Like, John, come to this party. No. Oh, do I have to? <laughs> Does the party have a dog? Does it have food? Because <laughs> I'm either going to be in the kitchen eating, or I'm going to be petting an animal and staying away from everybody. Um, I actually have a shirt in my um, shameless promotion, but my merchandise, uh, I have a shirt that says um, introverted but willing to discuss miniatures that some people have bought. So if you wear it out, then, you know, maybe either someone will leave you alone or you'll find someone else who likes, you know, the hobby. All right, so we're back to uh, football. I learned football just as self-defense against normies. <laughs> self-defense against normies. Self-defense. All right, so we get some stuff going. I got it. We got it working. Yay! Yeah, camera's back up. Battery died. Oh. Oh. So, luckily, I have spare batteries. So, good. What do we think about this? You can actually see the color, and that purple is the actual purple there. Oh, very luscious purple. Unlike last week, it looked blue. Um, I actually am going to be buying a. I'm not going to. I did buy a macro lens so we can get even better cooler pictures oh it. snap so fancy i don't even have a macro lens what do you use as your camera by the way i use a lumix uh gx9 and it's got like a i just use the 12 to 60 millimeter that came on it How's that show? that's cool when when i do my rare very rare hobby streak ones i just have a uh uh, Razor uh, Keo. It's got the light around it, so it's perfect for just basic miniature stuff because you've got extra light now and you can see what you're looking at. Nice. I use a ring light um, in between my DSLR. Yeah, it's like that. It's just got a light around it. I just went for the super easy all-in-one package because I don't need that kind of... No one needs to see that kind of detail on my painting. <laughs> <laughs> Enhance. Get up real close. Because, I mean, I started wearing, because uh, my eyesight's not great, I started wearing a magnifier. And you look at your old models, you're like, oh, this looks good on tabletop, but up close, this looks not so, not so much, John. Not so much. <laughs> Let's just take this off now. <laughs> I mean, it's fine, but that's, that's sort of a thing, is you got to paint for what you want. Do you want tabletop? If tabletop is fine, who cares? You put on a table, looks good, I have to guarantee you. Most people will be like, that looks great, dude. And then you're done. Who cares, right? You're happy. They're happy. It's all good. Actually, it's all good. I don't care what they think, but if they're happy. It's extra good. So this is the. By the way, for the people who are wondering, this is the uh, Emerald Boonhaller for the new Brian Bloods Army for Privateer Press. Uh, really love this model. Love the army. Going to be a lot of fun. And talking about painting, um, I heard that you you said your degree was in uh, graphic design. And mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Um, 
But you've actually done some um, competition painting this year. You want to talk about your time at Adepticon and uh, talk about, you know, was this your first time doing a competition piece? Um, no. So last year at Adepticon, I entered into Golden Demon, and that was like my first big um, competition. I have done some online stuff, um, and I had uh, a piece entered in at Dragonfall a few years ago as well for a a bust that um, won best bust there. And then um, at Adeptcon in 2022, I have to math in my head. Uh, <laughs> I entered Golden Demon for my first time and I actually got a pin, a uh, finalist pin, which was pretty nice. cool. Uh, yeah. This year I heard they gave out far less finalist pins. So this year I didn't do anything, but I did challenge myself to do two pieces and I entered in um, single AOS, which was flooded with amazing pieces. So even though that was my favorite piece and by far, I think, one of my best entries, um, I didn't get anything. And then I did a diorama, which was my Lady Ollivander, like really big swirly piece. Um, and that didn't get anything either. My pieces got stickers, but uh, I knew that that one wasn't like up to snuff with like painting wise, but I entered it because I really liked the concept. And to me, competition entries are more about um, getting the community to see your work, putting something out there and then getting judge feedback because I'm still pretty new to the hobby. I've only been painting for about like three and a half years. Even though I have a background in graphic design, that's a digital art. I don't have any um, painting, like training or anything like that. There are obviously uh, design principles that carry over, and I I do have a leg up on certain things. But I have to learn how to paint miniatures, which is completely different. But um, yeah, so I did that for Golden Demon, and then I decided to also enter into Creature Casters uh, Resin Beast, which is my first time doing that. And um, I didn't know until I picked up my piece because they didn't announce it at the ceremony. But I guess I won new champion. Oh, nice. I was in oh, the awesome. top 10 um, for the midsize category. But yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to pick up my piece. And they were like, oh, did you know you got this? So I'm like, no, I did not. <laughs> That's awesome. What piece did you get? So um, I painted the Lady of Arcana. Uh, she got nipples. I had to. Um, I painted her on stream. So um, if you Except don't nipples, know me, I have a hashtag free the nipples campaign where I really don't like that I can't paint um, tatas on stream. But uh, I put googly eyes over her nips, and it was a running joke for a while. I think and I saw that. So I need, <laughs> I need to take pictures of her with googly eyes. Um, to put up there. Because yeah. that makes it better. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I put googly eyes on everything. Oh, it's uh, googly eyes are green. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely enter Creature Caster again. I have a planned project for that. But that was my first Creature Caster model I have ever painted. And I really like their stuff. So oh, yeah. I picked up a few at Adepticon. What all did you pick up for Adepticon? 
Um, I well, they actually gave a goodie bag, which like I am really impressed with Creature Caster's resin beast this year. Even though I didn't do it last year, so I don't have any say in that. But they gave everyone who entered a goodie bag with a free model, like free models, like a bunch of stuff in there. So I got some models in there, and then um, I bought the uh, the butcher, the little fat dude with the cleaver. I love him. And then I I have one of the new variants for the Plague Angel. I have the butcher over here because I'm going to be using, if they ever make rules for him for judgment. Mm. So, because I bought it in like the little three pack. There's like a little three pack of those models. Mm -hmm. I I wanted the wolves, but they were sold out. Oh, yeah. When I went back to buy them. Yeah, they saw it. Not shocking. Wolves are popular. Wolves. Oh! I bought from uh, um, Brainstopped. Brain fart. From Midnight Heroes. I, I bought, of course, the Wolves pack because Wolves. Orky Wolves on Wargs. Ah, uh, I love it. Look, let's be honest. When when Age of Sigmar put out Goblin Wolf Riders, I guess technically it was Warhammer Underworlds put out Goblin Wolf Riders. I was like, I must have that box. Because <laughs> those are great. Those are one of my favorites. Like a whole army of those, and I might have to buy that. <laughs> I want, like I've said it before, and they do have um, one box, I think, with the Stormcast where they have like the... Um, like griffin hounds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I want, yeah. I want a box of just like mounts <laughs> and like pet companions. Oh, the, yeah, from, like the griff like, chargers and all that. Yeah, from like all of the factions. I like I I really don't like what I call wet elves, the deepkin. I don't like <laughs> them, <laughs> but I love the I love their mounts. I love yes. the like sharks and the turtles and the all turtles of that. Like I just want them and take the elves off. <laughs> yes, a lot of style in that. Actually, I I must be saying I'm like not a huge Age of Sigmar fan from the rules standpoint, but like from the what they've done to make the individual factions very distinct is great. Like I I own uh, some. Uh, what are they called? Some Sigmarites? Whatever you call them. Oh. Um, armor dudes. Sigmarines. Yeah, My brain's not no, working. The Stormcast? Yeah, Stormcast, yes. yeah. Thank yeah, you. yeah. My brain was not raining. I was like, where are you going to wait? I have a bunch of Stormcasts. Oh, yeah. And then I also have Trogs because an army full of Trogs seems great to me. Mm-hmm. Not not a lot of night not, not a lot of night gobbles to go with it, but uh, Trogs. My my intro to Warhammer was um, Night Hunts. I okay. got um, super cool. I got a package because they were like cheap on Amazon. Just like one of my like fourth or fifth mini I ever painted was the Glavery Stalkers, and um, I really liked them. And I was like, I'm gonna build an AOS army. So I started collecting Night Hunts, and I loved it. And I've always liked preferred the AOS models because as much as I like sci-fi um, for my art style has always leaned towards fantasy. So I prefer painting skin, flesh, bone instead of armor. That's mm-hmm. just what I like. I like textures and stuff and, you know, creepy things. But um, yes, yeah, so I started doing that, which um, 
is going to segue into how I got into Warcry because I was building ALS and then I'm like, this is a lot. And no one around <laughs> me was able to like teach me AOS because I don't know about everybody else, but I'm not a I'm not a learner that I can read things or totally watch a video and soak it in. I am very hands-on. I need to do it for me to learn it. And I was living in Florida at the time. I had nobody in the hobby around there. I didn't even have friends um, locally at all. So I was like, I'm not going to learn this. And then everyone kept telling me, you should just do Warcry because it's going to be easier. You can use your night haunts in it. Um, every AOS faction can be translated into a warband for Warcry. You know, get your feet wet with that. And I did. I was able to have a friend Discord call me and like literally play a game online. And that's what sparked it and then just kept you know, steamrolling into loving that game. Well, I mean, we've been a big talker about uh, games like that, that nowadays you've got to have a game that you can play in like 45 minutes, an hour type thing, or, you know. Not even as much as that, Gonzo. It's more of the the number of models. Like everyone's, you know, know, the economy isn't great and everyone's making do. Not having to buy... 100 models for your army is a hell of a bonus. Mm. You know, being cost effective is good. Like, oh, I've got 20 models. Well, I don't even know how many Warcry is. It's probably more like 10. It's like 3 to 15. I there think 15 go. might be the tops if you have, like, skinks and stuff. But, oh, yeah. So, like, 3 to 15 is plenty. That's, that's, you don't need any more. No, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, mighty, that's pretty much a sweet spot for a lot of miniatures games, you know, that, that, that handful to maybe 20 at most models is great. That, you know, Infinity, uh, Necromunda, Warcry, Kill Team scale. Mm. Yeah, like even, the, the AOS uh, for the <laughs> Night Haunts, what I picked was a Horde Army. Do you have any Chain Rasp I need for things? I do. It's I like, I'm them. not doing all this. Yes. <laughs> It's crazy, yeah, and, and and I mean it's 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 a it's tough for a newer hobbyist to get into because it's daunting. I mean, I'm an experienced hobbyist; I've been playing for a while, and and painting that many models is daunting for me. And obviously, we all want to paint our models. You know, it's not you won't have to, but I want to. Having playing Marble Crisis Protocol and having played pretty much entirely fully painted, aside from some league games where I had some weird groups is super fun you know makes the pictures of the games look really cool yeah i think the biggest thing too is like with aos maybe not as much as 40k because 40k has a much longer in-depth lore that's been around a lot more that for anyone new coming in it can be very convoluted and hard to grasp right away. And that's why I think that getting your feet wet in smaller games, learning them, playing, and while they're not exactly the same, they give you the foundation to translate if you want to get into the larger scale games. Yeah, a good war game foundation from any skirmish game will help you in, in bigger ones because you'll learn all the basics. Mm-hmm. How you move models. I mean, it sounds stupid to say it because we've been doing it. But how to move models? You'd be surprised when people don't understand, like, how do I, like, okay, that's fair. Here's how you move the models. 
But it's also like placement, and different yeah. games have different rules. Like with Warcry, your base is going to be behind that line, like right touching, not the front of it. It's like the little things like that that you don't think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's all stuff that we know, we've known. Like, I, it's okay. Gong's and I have been doing this for a while. <laughs> you know, so it's all stuff we know, but we, we and it's easy as someone in the knowledge to discount it for people. But that kind of stuff is great just for, for people to learn how to play. Just in general. Like, even getting into a small game is great because... And I miss some of those gateway ones. Like, you know, Warcry having all the Age of Sigmar armies available as warbands is great because it can be a gateway into the next game. Mm-hmm. You know? And then oh. for those people who don't have armies already, they have the box sets where it's like, here, everything you need for this warband. Here you go. So that's really nice, too. Yeah, There's absolutely. a lot of customizable options, but there's also cookie-cutter ones for people who just are getting in. Well, I mean, and it's also a lot easier financially to go, hey, want to play a game with 10 to 20 models? That's going to cost you, you know, maybe 50, 60 bucks, depending on how it is. Or do you want to play a game with 120 models and it's $3,000? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did that one a while ago where we figured out the cost of games. It, was, it wasn't shocking to me, but it was kind of, the disparity in them is kind of telling. There aren't a lot of, I think, for the larger games, boxes that give you absolutely everything you need. No, Whereas, no. like with Warcry, you can buy, if you buy the starter sets, you have the terrain, the cards, everything, the core book, and two war bands. You can play with your friends. You can buy a box, split the cost, bam, there you go. Everything you need, nothing else. Yeah, I, I love that. As Andrew Ford mentions, Kill Team for 40K, and it, it, much like that, I love the kill team box. Here's your kill team and some terrain. Mm-hmm. Simple. You put together your models. You can paint those, put some terrain, you paint them. And if everyone were to do that, suddenly you have a bunch of terrain for kill team. And mm-hmm. if you decide to go further, you've got the beginnings as a group of some terrain for 40 K. Yep. It's, it's great. I, I, I miss that a little bit in some of the newer ones, but it's just cool. I've still have some kill team terrain I use for star Wars Legion or what have you. I have my first kill team box back there. <laughs> I got it at Depth God. That's going to be my gateway drug to 40K. So, yeah. Was it the one that you got in the uh, VIG box? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I'm Which going for the fruits. I, I like those. Yeah. They I look love so the fruits. cool. And they got a little doggy. Yep. Fruit dog. Alien yep. Puppo. That, that's my I mean, jam. Like whenever we play the uh, Blackstone Fortress, I play the fruit. Mostly so after I kill something, I can do the sort of crossover Tuscan Raider crew thing. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> um, no, crew's cool. It's actually been my favorite part of Tau for since Tau came out. Um, actually, my buddy uh, El Marshall gave me a the crew from Kill Team just put together. He says that maybe I can put them together to use them as Necromunda, which is another good thing. You can use some of these models in other games, you know? And that's a good bonus of, of a lot of these models. And GW, I mean, GW makes a fine model. There you go. I just got my first uh, Taste of Necromanda 2. Um, a viewer sent me the Escher Gang, which I love these ladies. Yeah. Pretty cool. They're... So, yeah. I, I also like them because they're kind of on point with the original uh, Escher, too. They're not like... Some of them have got a little far afield from where they started. I'm an old school guy. What can I say? But the Escher, I I like that they're still 
very much the same aesthetic as they have been. Punk rock and mohawk chicks. I know. I love their hair. That was my first uh, Necromunda uh, gang. Mine was Redemptionist. <laughs> A little <laughs> smirk. You're like... Oh. <laughs> that means he's a noob. He wasn't playing back in the day. I liked me with back my... Back in my day. Wait, I mean, I'm old enough. I was working at a game store when Necromunda came out. We played the crap out of it. It's super fun. Yeah. You know, a bonus of working, you know, living in the area where GW had their headquarters for the longest time. You know, we'd go and we, man, we convert up so much models. I love small scale gangs because you convert up the models you need. Like, oh, I've got this cool weapon. Cool. I convert it up and it's got a story. My buddy, the Jason has a uh, Escher who has an assault cannon because we were doing a campaign and just on whatever train they found, one of the guys set up a table and it had like a crash bomber and the tail of the bomber had an assault cannon. So we're like, all right, cool. Uh, you can spend an action to search, uh, you know, wreckage and maybe find something cool. So he searched there, rolled boxcars and like, okay, you found an assault cannon. He modeled up an assault cannon for his uh, Escher. It's super cool. You know, it tells a story. I love that okay. stuff. Yeah, definitely. And you can do that so much easier with the small scale than you can with the big scale stuff nowadays. Yeah, you can name all your models and yeah. give them little personalities. <laughs> I still name my sergeants. You know, you also need, but you know the sergeant's name for all your squads. Yeah. Uh, Xander says, what about small scale, large battles like Epic? I'm sorry, I'll support. I will say, with no irony or anything, Epic Armageddon is the best rule set GW ever made. I don't know about that one. It, it's it's old. I mean, it's been not really supported for a very long time. Uh, it's epic scale, so sort of like um, what's the the all the titans that small Adepti scale titanicus. Titans. Yeah, oh, titanicus. Yeah. I want a titan so bad. At Adepticon, yes. I saw them all at at. I don't know if you were there in the room where they had all the titans and they were just like battling each other and the energy everyone was so excited and i got to pick up one and i was like i need a titan they're expensive i don't know when i'm gonna get one but i want a titan and i want to bedazzle the shit out of it <laughs> yeah those are the big scale this is the smaller scale ones where we're a uh i forget what it is eight millimeter yeah they're millimeter, super something tiny. like that yeah the guys are super tiny but it's just a good rule set i love the big titans actually if you want the feel of a titan without going all in on a lot a lot of money just get a knight yeah knights still, are cool still, still you can be dazzled the fuck out of that that'd be great <laughs> maybe i'll do that i just wanted a big one so it would be like you know you know how people have like the smushmallows or whatever they're called like You're gonna I, the titan? i'm gonna do that with my titan i'm gonna go to bed at night and take pictures of just like me snuggling my <laughs> titan good night tuck them in oh <laughs> uh, that seems like that's necessary oh Gonzo Xanderwood has a redeemed hail hydrate. Oh. Hydrate. Hydrate. Good old H2O. You should have done Chaos Titans. Oh, my Titan will be chaotic for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I love the Titans. They're cool. I mean, even back, way back before GW was doing with Forge or before Forge World exists, like, just cool to have on the table. I mean, that's the thing, you know, I love the small-scale games, but I also love the giant models. I The only 40K army I currently have left is Titans. 
Brown Titans knights, but they're basically. Yeah. Because, I mean, big snobby robots, that's on brand for me. Yeah. Gonzo, you're painting a very orange, orange uh, octopus. Yep, trying to get a first good, decent layer on it. I was looking at it, I was like, that's an octopus, is it not? Yes, at it first is an octopus. I thought octopus. it was her hair, and then I was like, oh. no, that's an octopus. Have you, have you seen, like, the baby squid thing from the Animal Adventures? No. But I like tentacles. I said <laughs> that on the internet. <laughs> now you're going to have a lot of good fans. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's see if we can see it on the camera if I need to break out the other camera. But it was like one of the things from their uh, Kickstarter. It's a baby Kraken. Don't know how it's going to show up. Oh, my God. That's so adorable. Yeah. Okay. I need that. It's great. Oh. Like, I I don't I don't play a lot of D&D, but I back this because I love the dog adventurers and the cat adventurers. They're just so cool models. Mm-hmm. And this was like one of the extras. I'm like... Sure, I'll take it. <laughs> Paint it up; it'd be great. Just, I love cute. I love cute little models like that, you know. Yeah. Um, one of the things I found out after stop playing 40k um, was when you've got the time just to paint a model. You know, during COVID, I had the opportunity. I'd gotten mostly caught up on my Marvel Crisis Protocol models, which is probably never going to happen again. And uh, I just painted a couple models because I wanted to. It was great. You know, you get so used to painting for a goal. Sometimes yep. it's like, I just want to paint this thing because it's cool. That's what I tell people. And what I like to do, like, I'll paint a warband or, you know, some type of tabletop model. And then I'll be like, I need to just paint something artistic expression. Just yeah. whether it's like I'm trying to make it look display quality or I'm just painting something fun and like bonkers. Yeah, like, you just need a palette cleanser. You need to just like have fun with something, and then go back to you know the business work. Yeah, like we used to get this. so into yeah, yeah, so into painting what we needed to for our armies. We forget about like I was walking to the game store years ago and I saw Minsk and Boo from Baldur's Gate, and I'm like, hell to the yes! So I bought the Minsk and Boo model, put it together, and I painted the crap out of that because Minsk and Boo. Because Minsk and Boo. Come Wait, hold on. Eyes, Look. I don't like Funko Pops that much, but I've got Minsk and Boo because Minsk and Boo. <laughs> I actually have a Funko Pop, the Simba one, that is unpainted that you're supposed to paint, and I want to oh. try to paint it. Awesome. Yeah, I just... love, so, I don't, I say I don't like Funko Pops. I don't like a lot of them because they're all just very generic. You're like, who is that? Oh, it's so-and-so. If you say so. <laughs> but I love the very odd ones where it's like, like they had one that was the Celestial from uh, Eternals. And it was like this big. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Because you're doing something unique with it. But like all the guys like Agent Smith, like it's a guy in a suit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I've actually, fun fact, I have two Funko Pops that are of me that two different people have made. Awesome. I don't know if you can see them. They're up there. Wait, where's my arm? But kind yeah. of, they're pretty far away. But yes. Yeah, both of those are me. I would get up and show you, but then you'd probably see my feet because I don't have socks on, and I don't want to get you. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh no, feeties. Well, it's funny that they make those for like uh, actors in movies too. I have a friend who, a childhood friend, who's like 
an extra, but, you know, occasionally has speaking lines in movies. And he's got some Funko Pops of him for movies. I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's using it for cool. I just, I'm not a huge fan of them in general. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, you don't have to seek John's approval for your joy. If Funko Pops bring you joy, <laughs> enjoy. Your happiness makes me happy. Enjoy. Find your joy. Hey, everyone doesn't have to like the things that you like. People need to realize that. It's okay for yeah. you to like stuff people doesn't. It's okay. And for Christ's sake, it's six, also was... okay not to say anything about it too. Like, oh, that's that's my new Twitter hobby. Because <laughs> I occasionally get in Twitter fights, but I'm like, someone says something, I'm like, I don't. You know what? It's okay. I'm just gonna move on. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone makes a like if someone's inviting, like, oh, hey, I think this. What do you think? Like, oh, well, I can chime in then. But if someone just says, I love this movie, cool. I'm all going on with my life. Yeah. There's always that one person who's like, no, you can't enjoy that because I can't enjoy that. Like, I mean. Okay. you don't say anything crazy about it. Yeah. Like, I think this is a finely made, well-crafted masterpiece of cinema. Like, all right, let's talk. <laughs> the cl- you know, like, like the say, classic cats. I love this movie. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you remember Gonzo the Ranch? So, so I was painting Taskmaster for Marvel Crisis Protocol during my hobby streak. And all the Taskmaster fans found me. It was great. They're like, cool, good job, yay. But then you get their tweets, because I follow back everyone. And they're like, I can't believe how Marvel treated beloved villain Taskmaster. And I'm like, all right, look. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, he ain't very beloved. Oh, it's okay. You'll be okay. Move on. Uh oh, camera went out. Did it? Oh. Nope. No, it's still there. Oh. It's still there. We just made it a weird froze noise for a second. I mean, you can use. As long as it doesn't light on the fire, you know, you'll be. A part of Michael Boyce says there's still Funko vendors at every convention. They were ever at one point. Um, I don't know about that, but there was. I watched. I walked by a store. I'm like, mind games. Looks like they got board games in our local mall. Well, let me take a look. They did have a corner. For like actual board games, like oh, Settlers of Catan and all that stuff, cool. But there was like an entire easy quarter of the restaurant that was Funko Pops. I'm like, holy crap, that's a little too much Funko Pop for John. Okay, question though, like, because I'm I'm the person that oh yeah, I collect things, but I never collect them in mint condition, so. I have a Funko Pop of, like, Toothless, and I have Funko Pops. Um, I take them out of the container. I want to see them. I don't want them to be in the box. Like, I'm not the person that's like, this is mint condition. I'm going to sell it later. No, I'm like, I bought this. I want to enjoy it. I want to touch it. Like, I want to like it. Like, Yep. I am a big one, and I don't hold dance people, but if you bought something, you should take it out and enjoy it. Yeah, right? Like, I mean... I mean, action figures. All these guys came in containers. Some people are like, I keep them. You know, people complain because, so I'll, I'll go on. Hasbro went from um, window campaign containers, so you can see the actual model, to artwork containers. And people were upset. How am I supposed to display my model? Well, you, you take it out and you put it in your display. No, I need it in the box still because it might be valuable one day. I'm like, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, mean, like I get the glass cases where you can pose them and then you oh, yeah. keep them dust free. That makes sense. But like, it's like buying miniatures and just keeping them in the box. 
yeah, no, <laughs> obviously no, I, we have our our wall of shame yeah. but like yeah you get you guys take them out and play with them yes absolutely. touch them like I they're made to be touched made up this display of cobras because i wanted to change up what was behind me once in a while Moved all the guys were there away, but the Cobra's here, so I had to uh, probably turn the light on to make it easier seeing. Wow, that's bright. Oh god, there you go. So, you know, <laughs> that's why I buy these because I want I want to pose and I want to do. I've got cool ideas for displays and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, you know, it's stuff and that brings me. me. Look, if you've got them still in card <laughs> on the wall behind you, and that brings you joy. It's fine. We're gonna it's, judge it's you a fine. little bit, it's but fine. it's okay. We're not- we're not going to say anything about that at all. Nope. <laughs> Why would no. you not play with them? You can't make poses. I know. Like, literally, I did one where I had a bunch of random people. It was like Snake Eyes and Timber and The Thing and Vincent from the Black Hole together. I'm like, I would like love a story on that. Just random fictional people together having adventures. Like, you put that together, it makes my mind work like that. And I can imagine how fun that would be. Yeah, just, like, put googly eyes on them and, you know, sunglasses and pose them. I did a video once um, on my early days of TikTok where I was, like, washing my models before I primed them. And then I I was, like, I took one of my daughter's Barbie's bubble bath and I put them in there. It was, like, a storm cast and I think it was, like, an orc. And I was, like, they're having a bubble party. (laughs) (laughs) And I was, like this is how I wash my models this is perfectly normal because you know I I enjoy this hobby I am seriously involved in this hobby but also I don't take myself so seriously and I like to have fun with things exactly <laughs> and it pisses some people off but you know so you mentioned googly eyes uh officer Rob was one of my buddies uh really really wanted me to watch and review uh Transformers last night so he bought the entire Transformers collection for me on Blu-ray. So I would watch the last night and review it for him. But when he gave it to me, he stuck googly eyes over all the Transformers eyes on the packaging. <laughs> and it was great. Oh, do you, have you seen Sir Mix a lot? Not Here in is, a long time. <laughs> this is my Vortex mixer, Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> That's what you're talking about. Very good. Yeah, so every time I, like, uh, he's unplugged now because he won't reach. But, yeah, every time I press this, the googly eyes just go, hmm. So there's a YouTuber. I, oh, Captain Mizzy did a posture check. Thank you, Captain Mizzy. Hmm. Uh, there's a YouTuber I, I watch, uh, Kentucky Ballistics, and he's got, like, a chipper shredder that he put little eyes on so they, like, shake when it's on. Like, it's googly oh. eyes. It's not actually googly eyes, but it's, like, googly eyes. Mm-hmm. So he throws stuff in there. It's just, it's great. Like awesome. Not taking yourself too seriously is you can't take yourself too seriously. It's no good. Yeah. It's nobody gets We're, out of life alive, so might nope. as well enjoy it while you're here. A, li- a little bit of fun and for a lot of frivolity will make everyone around you happier. Mm-hmm. Not to mention yourself. I'll drink to that. Drink mm. shots. Ting. Yeah, take that shot of H2O. Shit, yeah, bitches. Do I need to take a (laughs) shot? Hold on. Someone said I got... How's the painting going? You can see. I mean, it's going. I'm adding a little bit of detail before I start. Because the the shading... So, what's black is going to stay black. 
Um, so I'll have to retouch it up, but then I'll have to, you know, shade and highlight, you know, the black up a bit. But I want to well, do... Well, the black, you just got to highlight it. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. Sorry, I'm being pedantic. You're being mm-hmm. a turd bucket. <laughs> a turd bucket. I, I am pedantic by nature. I am a project manager. I have to be pedantic by nature. But, like, I'm doing all it's the rivets. This, um, necro gold. So it's like a, you know, an antique gold type look. I'm like, that fits for pirates. Yeah, yeah. I like that weapon. The weapon looks really nice. Yeah, I'm, I like the... Yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm going to do the runes. I don't know if I want to do blue or green runes uh, inside of that. Green. Gonna... green? Green. I'm partial. Like, my two favorite colors are green and purple. So uh, I'm, I'm partial. It's I, I green, think... purple, and, and orange. It's, it's, it's a great yeah, connection there. It is. So if you have, like, I would do a warm, like, a yellow green because you have a lot of darker, cooler colors, and then the octopus is warm. So to balance that out, I think you should do like a yellow-green. Sounds like someone knows color theory almost like they got a degree or something. <laughs> I only had one class in color theory in the fundamentals. Uh, yeah, Most of you, my degree was commercial arts. But you only need market. one class in color theory, really. I learned a lot from a lot of the painters at Games Workshop, you know, of color theory and how to make sure your models have colors in the right spots if you want them to Mm. pop properly so your eyes are drawn to the center. I always, since we're on the theme of pirates, I'll say this, color theory, they're not rules, they're more like guidelines. Guidelines. (laughs) Okay, um, you know, I tell people, learn the rules learn all of that fundamentals of color theory, learn how to break them because yep. there is no right and wrong. You can take any color and make it look good with another color. If you know what you're doing and you tweak stuff. It's funny. Painting is like life in which you should you chocolate. No. Mm-hmm. When, I if you can <laughs> lose, if you must, but always cheat. <laughs> Not at games at life and painting and stuff mm-hmm. and stuff. If you ain't cheating. You ain't trying. It's just play with color. Yeah. Yeah. Worst thing is, oh, that didn't work right. Repaint it. Exactly. I mean, I keep uh, acetone in a bottle just so I, I take it and I'll get a uh, Q-tip and I'll rub off paint if I feel like it's going to get too thick. And then reprime and go. I did that because I, I got a sculpted model from uh, Captain Spud way back in the day from Lost Hemisphere. And he was... Like, I need people to, to fund me because I'm on strike. Cool, dude. Here's money. Make me this model. And he did. It was great. I got to see it like he did his blog and I would see it as it was coming. But painting it, I was super tentative because it's a one of a kind. And you get tentative then. And I messed up the face because I'm not great with faces. So I'm like, hold on. Why am I worried about just acetone? Got it off. Water, denatured, and then primed it again and went again. It's easy. Don't worry about it. Yep. You I've cannot stopped. pick up a model okay. so much that you can't fix it. Yeah, it's it's just paint. And, like, unless you're caking it on there, I always just paint over stuff. I've only mm-hmm. ever stripped a few models in my life, and I just usually paint over things. I was mm-hmm. talking to Mineworks Studios at Adepticon because I bought some of their models, and we were talking about how a lot of people, especially probably people who are more on the tabletop side – 
that want to improve their quality of painting are always stuck painting these tiny little like 28 to 32 millimeter models with like the tiny faces. You're not going to get that great at skin work if you're constantly working on that. So these more boutique style models that are display pieces intimidate a lot of people because they're like, oh man, I'm going to screw up that. I'm not going to be good at that. Those are the pieces that are the best. They give you the most like canvas to work with that you can learn and explore your skills. Because if you have a larger canvas to play around with that paint, to learn that technique, you can then scale it down to work on the smaller models. So that's why I tell people, don't be afraid to be like, buy a bust, paint yeah. on a bust, play with this. Oh, that model's so pretty. The box art's so pretty. I'm going to screw it up. No, you're not, because it's paint. <laughs> What's the worst that's going to happen? You strip the model, you paint it again. Like, even down the road two years from now, if you look back at that model and you're like, I could have done that so much better, strip it, paint it again. Do it, yeah. You're not going to ruin the model unless you smash it to the ground. Like, it's I- just paint. I actually like the smaller models because a little bit of color and highlight will trick the eyes into mm-hmm. the effect you want. It's stage makeup. Yeah. It's the same thing they do in the theater where they accentuate the features. So if you go up to somebody face to face on stage, you're going to be like, wow, it looks like you're wearing clown makeup. It looks yep. weird up close. But, but then you see them out in the theater, same thing with your tabletop models. You're accentuating certain features so they look good farther away. So it and, quote unquote pops. Yep, exactly. And a little bit goes a long way. Like I paint when I painted Black Widow, I had to do her twice because the uh, um, sealant fuzzed up, so I had to paint her, paint her over it, which is fine. It happens. Mm-hmm. It was like the one model in dozens. It's okay. Um, but like she's got a little Black Widow symbol, like hourglass on her. And I'm like, I'm not going to make that look right. But I'm like, you know what? I don't have to. I just put the red paint there in the vague shape. And your eyes go, oh, it's Black Widow. That's mm-hmm. a widow hourglass. You don't even see that it's only vaguely a widow's hourglass. Your mind fills that in because it's what you're expecting. Yep. It's a, your mind just um, with smaller scale will like blur everything together to create a whole or picture. Mm-hmm. Like that's whole is totally a word. <laughs> but yeah. And. So if you're just doing tabletop and you're not worried about display quality, if you're not picking that model up and literally eyeing it on a magnifying glass, you don't need to worry about all of that stuff. Like when it comes to just pushing out tabletop stuff, I don't paint eyes. I'm team fuck eyes. Um, it I'm is also team fuck eyes. Yes. Um, when it comes to display pieces, oh, yeah. I totally do eyes. But for the most part, I'm like, nobody's seeing these eyes. Like, like- I'll do a little bit here or there. Like if it's, so I painted Mr. Sinister for Marvel Christmas Protocol. So I did try to do red eyes because that's like a Mm. feature. Like on the average, like Cap or Thor or something, I ain't going for eyes. No. Yeah. Paint it black. Yeah. Or let the shading do it. I do white or, and like a black dot or something Mm -hmm. like that is as far as I go. Um, I've done some KDM models, and if I get derpy eyes, which I always end up doing one eye, absolutely nail it. And then the second eye, I'm like, I'm struggling. I've painted this five times. You know what? She's blind in one eye. Bam. <laughs> or, got it. Or, or just don't look like me. <laughs> I joked that I was going to get one of the Hasbro models where you take a selfie. You, you, it's, it's you on a model. But I was worried the eyes were going to be correct. I'd be like, hey, these are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, they get all pissy. I might get one of those because they have uh, 
it's Ghostbusters. And if it's like next level, if they change the name on your your name tag to be your name, I'm fucking in. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. <laughs> I don't have a Ghostbuster. That'd be great. <laughs> so before we get into the media section, what are your current projects? And did any of my mods give you a shout out by the way for your Twitch channel? If not. I may have to have a question from talk to my mods for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Current projects. Um, well, like I said before, my current project right now is I'm working for the Fabulous Marines. And, Which is? Um, Give us a talk about it. it. Um, yeah, so Fabulous Marines was the brainchild of Giggling Geekette about three years ago. She came to me and she was like, I have this idea. Some of us have been talking about how to make the wargaming space more inclusive. And I have, fab- she had the name Fabulous Marines. And she was like, do you want to help me create this project where we can do this as a community event? So I did the logo for it. And we kind of started small scale with just Twitch um, streamers. Because every Pride Month, Twitch does have Pride events. Mm-hmm. So we decided to coincide with that and then last year we we got some youtubers along and um this year we've just brought in the net to like everywhere and anyone because it's all about well one um charity we're raising money for the trevor project which if you don't know trigger warning but um it is about suicide prevention and what I like to call under the rainbow because it's alphabet soup trying to say all those letters and I'm dyslexic I will say it wrong but Anyone under the rainbow, youth-wise, who's struggling and doesn't have that support, questioning and having a hard time, they are there for them. It is a top-rated organization in the United States, and it really does help save lives. And especially right now, not getting political, but the state of America, this is a big thing that is really needed. So um, it's a great cause. Uh, We have raised a lot of money in the past. This is our third year. We're already at half of our goal, over 5,000 for this year. And the month had just started. Um, But yeah, we're doing it for charity and we're doing it to make an even bigger safe space for the hobby, for the wargaming scene. Everybody to know that we see you, this is inclusive. And to create this nice environment where they don't have to worry about being themselves. Um, so how does someone get into that? If they, w- so they want to participate in it. Yeah. So the website is fabulousmarines.com. And you can check out all the information on there. If you want to get involved, you can do fabulousmarines.com slash sign up. And you can sign up if you're a content creator. Um, if you're not a content creator, you just want to paint along, just do the hashtag Fabulous Marines on all the socials. Show us what you're working with. We do showcase the stuff on the website. Um, it goes in manually, just keep it safe. So it'll eventually go up there. People are auctioning off their models. I will be auctioning off Mayan at the end on eBay. There's some up right now on eBay. But yeah, there's um, you can stream all month long with the charity streams that we have. We don't touch any of the money. All the money goes directly to the Trevor Project, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, if you do support, if you donate, it is also a, ta- a tax write-off. Just a bonus. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And, does it have uh, to be a Space Marine, or does, can it be any any type of thing? No, anything. So, in the beginning, it was about wargaming and stuff, and that's why it was called Fabulous Marines. But people obviously don't paint marines and stuff 
So we have broadened it to you can paint whatever you want. People have done fun doggos, a lot of D&D models, um, knights, whatever you want to paint, as long as you want to do it in either pride colors or just make it fun and be a part of the event. And this is not for anyone that is obviously under the rainbow. We have a lot of allies this year that are helping out, and it is really important to have those allies as well. Uh, thanks for to, our lives to, putting that out there. To steal the uh, the saying, gaming is for everyone. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Er, everyone. Everybody. Everybody. We, Every day. We, we, we had that fun in Battletech recently, and we won that one, too. So. Oh, that yeah, actually... I saw their post. I saw it. Which... Yeah, so if anyone cares, there's a whole fan-made, uh, backed by, the, by, by uh, Catalyst Games Lab anthology of pride related battle tech stories that you can just download for free. Well, there um, was a, there was actually something that happened, I think last week on uh, Reddit about battle tech. And it was related to that. The box yeah. kept, kept uh, nuking the posts. So yeah. Uh, and they so were well. like, no. And they were yeah. like, battle tech for everyone. Like, we're going to make off. an official one. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's great. <laughs> and, um, and you know, we were, we're, all pride and you know always accepted yeah. of everybody here so and go ahead and Jared. remember if you're on twitter or something you see those people being hateful if it's actionable report it and if not just block that fucker and move on because they posted the twitter algorithm if you block someone less people see their shit mm-hmm. the more people block them less people see their shit so you're fucking hurting them just by blocking them and getting their tox cast off your timeline did that i mean there's one thing to say is that Musk hasn't changed that, so that's 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 a a bonus point in his corner. He needs a couple of those. Yeah, I I don't I'm not on Twitter that much anymore just because I don't like how much it, more toxic it has become. Yes. But that that block button has been amazing. Like this is like my standby, especially in my streams and most of my content where I don't feed trolls. I let them starve. Um, I don't, what most people want is they want attention. They want to rile you up. They want you to fight back. When you ignore them, what you do is you minimize their voice. You take their power from them and they have nothing. So obviously there comes to a point where there are some people that you can't ignore and you have to do something about it. But for the most part, a lot of those people are just sad little lives and they want to make other people miserable. So I'm like the person that if someone flips me off, I smile and wave. So, you know, just keeping happy, staying in your lane. Don't let them bother you because that's what they want. They want to get under your skin. Yep. And we want to show them that as loud as they can be, they're becoming more minimized. And we mm-hmm. can be so much louder with our, you know, positivity that we can drown them out. Absolutely. Three is remember, we, we have our say. If you guys, if you guys don't like what people are saying on there, guess what? You can just move on. I'm like, oh, their pride stuff. I'm not really interested in that. You can move on. It's all good. Doesn't hurt you for it to exist. Just, just move on. It's all good. Yep. Yeah, I was Let- brought up with that lovely little phrase. Is a Bambi? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Live and let live. I treat people yes. how I want to be treated. That is just, I don't understand why that's not a thing, but I'm going to keep planting good seeds and hopefully they grow into a better environment for others. Yes. Be the change you want to see. 
Mm-hmm. Whooping Nazi's so, ass. Oh, so, did I say that out loud? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, punching you, Nazis is okay. But violence anyway. is not okay unless you're punching Nazis. That's fine. <laughs> yes. So we are at the media section of our podcast. Uh, Zambies already knows our rating system. We already gave it to her. Uh, I have seven things to talk about. John has 17 and Zambi has 85. So we're going to have a long time to go through this. Spoiler, these numbers may be slightly. <laughs> I didn't agree to this, but okay. <laughs> Um, so let's see. I'll go with mine first because I, I do have seven things to talk about. Um, but it's one that John can talk about too. So I watched John Wick 4. Um, a bit late, but welcome. Well, I actually had it for last week, but we didn't get a chance to get to it. Um, yeah, so you mentioned that. So here's I liked it and I didn't like it. Uh, and I'm going to say this one John Wick is great, it's a lot of fun. Um, this was some of the coolest action fight scenes I have ever seen in a long time. Great the, gunfight. The dragon breath shotgun scene, the overhead one. Oh, that was oh, oh, amazing so scene. The, I didn't and, see it, but that's okay. And, I, I do plan on seeing it. Oh, okay. And Donnie Yen. Oh, Donnie Yen's amazing. Also, with the best delivery of a fuck-off line yeah. ever. Like, the best. I mean, it's 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 a great movie. Uh, the overhead scene, I was like, that was like playing a video game, a 3D yes. video game. And I was like, it was really, really good. I really liked it. Everyone they put in the movie did a great job. Yeah. Scott Atkins in a fat suit fighting Keanu Reeves, great. I love Scott <laughs> Atkins. <laughs> But my, my, said Donnie entered, but everyone was great. The, and someone said it to me, goes, there wasn't much story. And I go, I wasn't expecting much story from this episode this episode of john wick because at first this was supposed to be the finale of john wick we know that's not now because john wick 5 is coming out but well, to be fair before you say this they actually wanted them to do john wick 4 and 5 back to back but the director said no i need some time to live life between movies <laughs> okay but also being john wick yeah. 5 doesn't mean it's going to be the same correct i don't want to spoil anything but it may not be the same as the re- previous John Wick. So keep that in mind. Correct. I, and, and I kind of agree with them a little bit. There was very, I mean, if you want action and you want to sit there and be on the edge of your seat going, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, holy shit, you're going to enjoy the hell of this movie. If you're looking well, for a deep romantic love affair with language, you're going to be fucking no. sad. But you should not this be mo- expecting that. This when movie you go has to one theme, one theme, consequences. Yes. Yeah. Everyone I, in the movie pays for the consequences of their actions. I feel like there's a lot of movies where people are expecting things and they have to know, like Fast and the Furious movies. You're not going into that for a great movie. You're going into that to watch cars go boom, boom, and things go boom. Like, it's there are mindless entertainment movies, and then there are solid plots and like really good structures. There's beautiful movies. I was actually talking about this with... Um, Another uh, mini painter with uh, The Cell, if you've seen that movie from the 90s. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that movie's weird and probably not the greatest movie, but visually it is stunning. Stunning. It is Absolutely. so gorgeous. And I, I like him and I both want to use some of that movie to influence some of our pieces because there are just some movies that are good for certain things and not good for like everything so yeah if you go into john wick you're going in for an action movie you're not going in for like other stuff 
it's not like any of them had a deep story. It's not about the destination in this one. They're all about the journey. Yeah. The the excitement is the journey from the beginning to the end. Yeah. I and mean, I. It was great. I had a good time. I can see where people that were expecting a little bit more dialogue and stuff like that would be kind of upset. I get it. But I was I was fully going in going, this is John Wick kicking the shit out of everybody every <laughs> second he takes a step. And I was not and, disappointed. And getting his butt whooped a bit, too. That's, oh, yeah. That's, I like that a lot of modern heroes. They get their butt whooped, too. It's not just... So we joke about it. The Rock has a clause where he can't get beat up. That's... Does but, he really? I didn't yes. know that. The Rock, Jason Statham, a couple others. And I have a thing to say for those guys. Guys, fucking grow up. It's okay if you get your butt whooped. The greatest action heroes, which you will not be, let themselves get beat up. Bruce Willis and Die Hard spends the entire movie getting his ass whooped. And still one of but the best what, movies. That's, that's what, what makes people it good. want. Don't they yes. realize that? They want to come back, kid. They want to see... Like exactly. you don't, if you win all the time, it's boring. We want to see you get your ass kicked. It's we the feel Superman bad problem. for you, and then you come back. You know, yeah, it's a, it's that's why Superman I hate problem. Superman. I'm sorry if anyone's a Superman yeah. fan. He is such a white bread dude that, like, he oh, he's so powerful. But a and, good Superman movie should actually go beyond that. It should be moral aspects that challenge him. It should be. Yeah. Other things, but no, it's so hard to write. Like I don't fault them. It's so hard to write. How do you write that? Yeah. But I understand that 100. percent Like Xander Rose says, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan gets his butt whooped in all his movies, but he's the comeback king. You want him to get his butt whooped, fighting normal, then suddenly he gets some stuff, and it becomes crazy, crazy ass whooping time. But anyways, Gonzo, what do you uh, what do you give John Wick uh for? Sorry, I had someone banging on my door, child. Uh, were you asking Gonzo, me? Are you muted? Are you, are I think Gonzo's muted. Gonzo, are you muted? Oh, I am muted. I had to bar- oh, mute it for okay. a second. Sorry. <laughs> my dogs were barking. And I totally forgot about it. Uh, I give John Wick a zero. But I also want to say that Donnie Yen has a new movie, It Man 5, is coming out. And I'm like, uh, hopefully it's good because the last one wasn't that great. But I will watch it because I love... Yeah, I mean- him so Donnie Yen is a is is a treasure. Yeah. He's great. Uh so Zambies? I also give it a zero, obviously. Um what's your thing you want to talk about? You can talk about Diablo Four since you said you didn't have a lot. So what are you giving Diablo Four right now? Ooh, okay. So no spoilers. I haven't made it to the end of the storyline yet. Uh-huh. But everyone tells me the storyline is so good. And so far it is really good. And I'm super excited to get to the end. So I am giving Diablo zero right now. Like they, it is because I played, um, I still have my original Diablo disc for PlayStation. (laughs) The old one, the OG. Um, I played that. I didn't play Diablo 2, but I had a friend that I used to go Shame. over his house that I lived at for a little while, and I would just watch him play Diablo 2. Like, he'd, we'd get home from school, and he had a bot running that would go during while he was at school to run Diablo 2. So I didn't play that, but I played a shit ton of Diablo 3 when that came out. And um, and Diablo 3 was nice, but it, like, it was so repetitive and Very stuff so. for a while that it was like meh where i feel like 
I'm hoping Diablo 4 is not like that. And so far, the story and everything, and it's visually stunning. It is really, really beautiful. Yeah, I will agree with you on that, too. Uh, uh, Arnold Michael says uh, it's 4 better than 3. 100% 4 is better Uh, than 3. Yes, I totally agree. So far, like I said, I haven't got to the end of the game. It's been a really busy week for me. So my highest level is only 24. Um, But... I, I love it. And, oh, yeah, random part. The voice actors are really good. Oh, yeah. Like, I've always wanted to do voice acting. Um, I actually hated my voice before I started streaming because I have a slight lisp and stuff, and I, I was always self-conscious about it. But so many people said they like my voice, so I started doing a little bit of ASMR for fun and things, and now I really want to maybe tinker into voice acting so i listen to that a lot more and i really love it in diablo 4 my first thought when you said that was like i think you do fine as voice acting <laughs> anyone have any roles for me <laughs> um you don't do a lot of twitter but check out george ledoux on twitter he's a voice actor veteran he's done a lot of BattleTech stuff he might be able to get you in he does he does some stuff occasionally where he gets voice actors together and they voice act like some media or do something that he's done. So, I mean, worth a shot. Yeah. Be a fun hobby to try. Yeah. <laughs> John, what you got besides the John uh, Wick? I mean, I finally finished Citadel. What do you think? I finished um, it. Imperfect. It was very imperfect. I thought it was fun. I the feel like masterpiece? they rushed no. a lot of storylines. I feel like they had... A 12-episode season worth of stuff that they crammed into six episodes. What, uh, I, what is Citadel? Uh, it's an Amazon Prime spy thriller. Okay, I'm going to have to look this up. Um, it's enjoyable. At no point would I call it not enjoyable. Correct. Um, a little pretentious in the cinematography occasionally. <laughs> you mean the spinning of <laughs> upside-down cameras constantly? There's a couple <laughs> scenes where it's appropriate, but just like every episode you're like, oh, here comes that fucking scene. Here it comes when I turn the camera right side up. Um, I also feel like uh, Richard Madden, who's the male lead, is not the perfect lead, though he felt like he got better towards the end. Um, oh, that's you... the guy from Game of Thrones, right? Um, I don't know if he's from Game of Thrones. I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but he was in Eternals. He played Icarus in, uh, in Turn- Eternals. I have to admit that I watched about 10 minutes of that movie and turned it off. It's way better than you probably give it credit for. It's, okay. it's different, but in you definitely have to be ready for a different type of Marvel movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I started it and I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. Maybe uh, later and never I'm went back fully, to it. I'm fully for if you're not feeling a movie, get out of it. Because yeah. you're not going to give it a fair yeah. assessment then. But but no, I, I enjoyed it. I always feel like they had too much going on for the amount of episodes. I also have no idea how they spent $300 million on six episodes. Fuck's sake, guys. $300 million? On six episodes. Oh my God. I don't even know. Like, it's pretty. It's well done. Like, there is no quality lacking in it at all. But. How much I don't did know they how. spend on The Lord of the Rings? The Rings of Power? I don't know. Because I, I want to know the difference in some of that. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> question. Rings. Power. How did you guys feel about that? That's a bomb I'm dropping right now. Um... <laughs> I didn't have a problem with it, but I also took it that I went in there that. People are reading too much into it. They're yeah. reading too much into it. I watched the first episode it. and never went back. 
<gasps> I watched it all. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, but... I enjoyed the first episode, but not enough that I was like, I must see the rest. I was like, this is fine. There were flaws. Like, if you're a diehard fan and you're going through the story, Amazon didn't have the rights to all the stories, so they had to make up their own stuff. Correct. And obviously, it does not fit in that. So I went into it thinking this is an alternative universe. I'm going in for an enjoyment, <laughs> entertainment ride. This is not fully connected to the Lord of the Rings at all. So I enjoyed it. Now, if I were to match it up to Lord of the Rings, I would have had some issues. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But let's be honest, The Hobbit wasn't exactly perfect either. No. I agree with that. <laughs> the Hobbit did I... have a good soundtrack, though. <laughs> I mean... Also, I, I mean, I enjoy The Hobbit. It's mm. just flawed. You're like, okay, this is yeah, fine. It's exactly. good, but it's flawed. I mean, we, we've been lucky enough that we've seen the pinnacle, probably, of fantasy movies come out in our lifetimes, being the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And we'll probably never reach that again. But people keep thinking, like, oh, this. Like, no, that's that's the top. That's the top of it, not the average. Yeah. If we want to get back up there, we need to have original content. We yes. can't keep remaking stuff or rewriting stuff. We need to, like, um, Dune, it's been a long time since I've seen the original, but I saw the remake, and I actually enjoyed it. Okay. Now, then again, I'm not by the book, so I can't tell you where that measured, but I knew going into it that it would be a multi-series, so I wasn't mm -hmm. surprised at the end, um, and I, I really did like Dune. Now... That's cool, but I do think that people need to start writing original content because I am kind of sick of remakes. Yes, but 100%. 30 years plus, 35 in this case, mm -hmm. 30, 35 years, is okay for a remake. Yes, Especially but can when we the stop making was... Spider-Man movies, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so freaking sick oh. of Spider-Man movies. Unless it's Miles Morales. <laughs> but no way it's an animation. I love Miles. Yes. so good. Uh, but I'm just... Like, I'm, uh, and Batman movies, I'm yes. done. I'm so done with it. I don't know. Watch out. Gonzo loved the Batman. I enjoyed the Batman. I liked the it. I liked the new one. The new yeah. one I liked because it was dark and it was more in line with the comics. He was more a detective. Yes. So I, mean, I liked that. I liked it. Yeah. It felt a little like Sin City, like with teetering on the yep. cinematic style. So I did really like that. I liked the characters. I liked that dark, gritty look. Mm -hmm. So... I did, and you know, I'm I freaking hate Twilight, but I didn't mind Robert Pattinson. I thought was, he did it like his very, like emo grungy. I love like, that everyone book. keeps doing a different take on the characters. If you're going to redo something multiple times, like Batman, yeah. yeah, I love that each person is doing a different take on it, like the Joker. Yes, every single Joker is completely different than the other, and I'm mm -hmm. fine with that. That's yeah. how you keep remakes from becoming stale. Yes. So I'm I'm okay with like certain things are done right, but, but yeah, I am just sick of yeah. They're just let's remake, let's retell this story. If it's well, been a like, long time, that's fine. We're gonna but, remake yeah. Highlander. Why? Just make a new but, idea. Yeah, I don't know. And, and this again, is if our hour have, uh, of Sammy's and John ranting about remakes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now this is really it's good content. I'm just sitting here listening y'all going back and forth. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because people complain so much about all that, but then yes. a re then a new property comes out and they don't watch it because I don't know what this is. Like you're you're perpetuating the system. Yes, you got to get yeah. away from remakes. something new comes out. You got to give it a chance. 
you know? Exactly. Like, <coughs> some, some things are going to flop, but there could be a core idea in there that could be really good. And you yeah. need to explore that. So I feel like with everyone's minds, we all come up, like, nothing is an original idea anymore. Like, no, people there's only, what, think seven of stories? Things. Yeah. You, but you can put your own spin on something. Mm-hmm. You can make it is, fresh. Yeah, which is fine. I, I think the thing that I hate is just, like, retelling the same story. I do like in the new Supermans that they've kind of been, like, they drop out Uncle Ben and they're like, yeah, you already know how Superman became Superman. It's fine. That's good. Please stop retelling, like, the original stories of, yeah. like, how someone became something because we know it. Yeah. Like the new Spider-Man ones for Marvel I thought were very well done because you didn't even hear You haven't even heard Uncle Ben. Who's Uncle yeah. Ben? Doesn't exist. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yep. They tell it in a different way. It happens in a different way. In this case, in Aunt May and No Way Home, and it fucking kills you. But also the way that that movie wraps in the other ones is just mm-hmm. so good. Wait, wait, but, wait. Did they actually remake The Crow? Because I have yes. these feelings. Because I don't know if you can tell by me, but The Crow literally was a staple of like my flowering as a child. Okay. I love that movie. Uh, and, like, everyone I talk to has either never seen it or they love it. It's, like, a cult classic that people right. either I love the or they've never year. watched. I watch The Crow every year for, for Halloween. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, like, that is, like... It's a perfect movie. Like It's perfect. Like, it is. Perfect. It's perfect. If you have a love story, it's poetic. It's dark. It has cinematic. It's beautiful. It, you know, it tells a good moral story. The only part that kills me is story. that Brandon Lee died filming. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, yeah, they did a do movie. a remake of the crow. They're rebooting it completely, and mm. Bill Skarsgård is playing the crow. I'm okay with that because I feel like he might do a good job. He's got the aesthetics. I and feel like, like they could make it a little more horror-y. Yeah, and that might be Horrors. better. Uh, I'm just so glad Jason Momoa is not doing it. No offense to him, but he I would don't, not have fit. I don't want a pretty boy. Okay, I, I don't want... think that would fit him. He he he's yeah. got a style, and I don't think that's his style. Yeah. 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 The soundtrack, as the kids say, fucking slaps, okay? <laughs> the soundtrack for The Crow is god amazing. Would you say it has a lot of bangers on it? Yeah. <laughs> it's my jam, yo. <laughs> I have it on CD, on my computer. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. That is, I mean, grew up with the comics okay, like, so... you know, when I was in high school. So it, it is near and dear to my heart. I love The Crow. I'm going to have yeah. to rewatch The Crow now because, I mean, I remember it and I loved it when I first saw it. And I was like, man, this is oh. this is different. Gonzo, you can wait until Halloween, four months. No, fuck that. Okay. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> Are we no, watching The Crow for should... next week? Hold on. Are we wa- we're watching The Crow for next week. I'm dying no. to get so many people. Every time I hear someone has never seen The Crow, I'm like, I'm going to make you watch it. <laughs> it's like that's that how deeply I love that movie. I, I'm worried that maybe a little bit of me loving it is nostalgia, but I don't fucking care. Yeah, I don't care. It's still, but there's so many good, like it's also know, like the morals and act movie. Yeah, it's, you find out stuff. The hero does what he think he has to do, and the hero has to do the stuff he didn't know he had to do because of complications. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and everyone just plays their character well in that it's oh yeah it's, it's grimy in all the right ways mm-hmm. yep i can't wait for her i mean i i hope they do really good with the new remake and i i like bill skarsgård he's i mean he's got the chops he's got the yeah. look he's a skinny guy tall and i don't want to say creepy looking but he can pull off the creepy look he can pull yeah. off creepy looking 
Because you know, that's like, it wasn't about him being this buff, sexy dude. It was about him going through this turmoil and he got his powers from the supernatural like realm. Yep. And that's why he was able to do what he was able to do. So I understand yeah. watching the crow, like Brandon Lee, the son of Bruce Lee was a great martial artist. Yeah. And he didn't use that during the crow for the most part. No. Yeah. He, like, very little. You don't, very little of it. You'll understand, like, he was cast because of the rest of his look and everything, which is perfect mm-hmm. for it. And, his and that's a good example of a movie of a hero who gets his ass kicked yes. and loses, but comes back, you know? Yes. Uh, well, Gunther, I hope you don't want to talk about the rest of your movies, because we took it up by talking about reading. <laughs> this always happens, but that's great, because this is, I mean, bringing up the crow, like this and we're talking about soundtracks. So I'm watching a show called Griffin, which is on Amazon Prime. And it's mm-hmm. a German show about a guy that has powers and goes to this other world. And it's interesting. Like, the the show is kind of based in the 90s, like early 90s. So there's, like, no cell phones or anything. But it's all, like, Soundgarden and, you know, That's grunge and all this stuff. And I'm just, like, sitting there going, I'm getting into it, like, all right, this I mean the soundtrack well, is great in that show. We haven't finished watching it, so I'm not gonna give a rating, but a soundtrack can kill or break and the soundtrack sets the tone for the show. What's a lot of new shows? Like, Look at Willow and then even Citadel. Just putting songs at the end just to, to give you that feel at the end to keep yep. you going is great. Have you ever listened to a soundtrack and be like, This soundtrack's amazing and the movie sucks? Yes. Or like the other way. <laughs> or like this movie <laughs> would be yes. great if they had better music. Like what is this? Like it, Guardians of the Galaxy, half of it rides in the fact that the soundtrack is it's so, so damn good. good. Yeah. Like, like I can't just divorce it from it. Like Guardians One to me is is good. Mm-hmm. But the soundtrack makes it great. Yes. I agreed. And that's like and, the same like for my Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy and um Thor, Ragnarok, like all the, that style where it's like comedic, but that it has just like really good songs with it that, you know, well, I don't know. E- even a score can do it. Like there are scenes from movies that I remember because of the score. Yes. Because it hit like uh, Avengers when the helicarrier, not the rest of it, when the helicarrier comes up, mm-hmm. the, the soundtrack at that point was spot on and perfect. Star Wars is a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Even Harry Potter's theme is fucking iconic yeah. and gives you that. I just saw last week, I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark in the theater. And that soundtrack is just, it just gets you. You hear it and you're just like, hells yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah a song that like I didn't think was uh, Interstellar. It has amazing scores from it. Like the piano and stuff. It's just like, it's very dramatic. It's really good. There's a lot of them like that, and I actually think we should should explore them more often. You'd be surprised how many just hit you the right way, and they just they're great for background. Sometimes you need background music. You know, Gonzo watches TV in the background. I can't because I TV comes on and I'm like, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I do that in the background, but it has to be stuff that I've not <laughs> seen. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just I like, do that in the background, but it has to be stuff that I've not you seen. know movies and TV shows <laughs> you know? for years and years and years. I pay attention now trying to see what's going on with that song. Yeah. It's a my John thing, but soundtracks in the background, I can just go. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, that's our Hi. episode. 
Yes. Oh. <laughs> it we, is we now 8.30. I was just getting started. Zambi's <laughs> on for a movie podcast. There we go. I would love it. I, I absolutely love, like, I don't get to watch movies as much as I want to now. But growing up, movies were like my escape. Oh, yeah. Like from reality, it was my coping mechanism. And I used to work at a movie theater when I was a teenager and I got to see movies for free. So, like, I was such a big movie buff. Like, before we started this episode, we were talking about the Beastmaster and how much I love 80s fantasy movies and stuff like that. So, yeah, I am down for a movie night. <laughs> well, guys, we. Zambies, it's been amazing sitting here talking with you. It's been really fun. Absolutely. We really appreciate it. Um, make sure you check out uh, Zambies, uh channel. Uh, when do you stream? Um, I stream Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central, which is like 5 p.m. London time. I, I only know that conversion because math is hard. But um, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I do that. And then I have like biweekly videos on YouTube. Okay. Um, got any cool projects that you're going to be working on besides the Fabulous Marines? Um, I have some, I have some cool, um, commission pieces that I'm working on. The KDM one, I have a cute little skeleton dude. And then I have some really awesome busts, um, from Mindwork Studios I was talking about before that I would really like to get into and painting but like my new theme is make fun things so i'm all about like pushing the boundaries of incorporating other types of art into miniatures awesome Awesome. all right guys um we're gonna send y'all off to the painting dad uh, he's got yeah. working on some Warhammer stuff, so we're, we're, we're going to raid off to. Make sure you stick around and hang out with him. Make sure you say hi and stuff. Um, as usual, if you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. If you can't, find someone that can. Please take care of yourself. We'll see you at the next convention. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Zampi. Here's this outro music. Uh, we also talk during our outro music so they can hear you oh. say something really horrible. Um, I love your face. <laughs> it's beautiful. Be excellent to yourselves and others. Small acts of kindness go a long, long way. 